you're in business because you have an idea, a spark, a passion, and it's your gift. It's the one that you have and you're bringing it to the world. I know it isn't easy and it requires commitment. You have to learn both the mechanics and leave room for the magic every day in your business. And I'm here for you to help you make a profit. I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. So excited today. We are going to be talking about all kinds of cool things around the stuff we talk about sometimes, but not a lot mindset, pivoting, risk-taking, evaluating things. And I brought Lisa Kelly on here to talk to us about all these things. She's actually made some tremendous pivots. She's done some great mindset work. She's got some great resources for us. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. So let's start off with who you are and who you serve. Okay. So I'm Lisa Kelly and my business is called Life Unlimited. I'm a success coach with a focus on mindset and manifestation. Who I serve, um, women who feel like they're just scratching the surface of their potential, who feel like they're meant for more or something bigger in life. I help them reach their fantasy goals in air quotes and teach them how to harness their, their power and say yes to an extraordinary life. That's Amazing. So you and I talked, of course, earlier before we started recording and kind of outlined a little bit of the episode. And, you know, some of the questions that I had pop in my head about this is when people recognize that they're stuck, how do people know, especially entrepreneurs, you know, we're paddling along, we're doing things and things are going pretty well. And then all of a sudden we realize either we're not making the progress we should be making or business is slowing down. When is it something that's just the way business is? It's a cycle, it's dynamic. And when are we stuck in getting in our own way? (laughs) That's a great question. I mean, from my own experience, uh, there, I have felt like there are seasons. It's okay when times are quiet and, you know, you know, nothing in nature blooms year round sort of thing. That's, that's a, a quote I've seen somewhere acknowledging that and being okay with that, but then knowing the difference between that and then just feeling like I'm not fulfilled anymore and I'm going to have to potentially make a change or gradually make a change, you know, if they can really tune into that gut feeling or that intuition of sensing that they are meant for potentially a lot more staying small and, you know, being in fear just because you might be uh, afraid of the unknown, you know, what would you what would you be, do, or have if you weren't afraid? Just even asking yourself that question, am I settling? You know, those, those sorts of questions are, are deep questions and not everybody who is stuck wants to face that. But I think eventually 
if you're completely like at a standstill, that would be the time to, to reach out to even a friend. It doesn't have to be a coach, but just, you know, talking about it. Like I'm not feeling very passionate about things in life. And I, I don't know what my purpose is. I, I don't know. So what I always just say and I, what I've learned in my own uh, story is just kind of follow the breadcrumbs, like follow what feels good. It doesn't have to, you don't have to find this giant purpose in life, just pivot to something, you know, that word pivot is overused, but just start looking in other directions. So let's talk about pivot. Cause I know that um, going into coaching was not your first thing. You've actually been an entrepreneur and done things for years. Why don't you tell us how you got started and how you found your path to coaching? I came across the word multi-potentialite or multi-passionate and that's definitely me. And, and that's, I do follow my heart. I do follow what feels good. And I knew in my career in 2009 that I, I felt like I was trapped in a box and I had been in that, that career for a couple of decades. And I just, I did take a leap of faith, you know, like there was a, a risk. I was, I was a solo parent I didn't have a big financial safety net by any means. I actually had to take a, a loan, but I knew that I wanted to be more of a hands-on mom with my young child and I wanted to work at home. And so I, I explored with um, coaches, with books, trying to figure it out. And, you know, at the time I felt my calling, I thought was to, to, be a yoga instructor for kids and an art, you know, yoga and arts for kids. After about five years of doing that, it, it evolved. Uh, that didn't suit me anymore. I didn't want to be tied to bricks and mortar location. I started thinking about my long-term future and how could I maybe be a digital nomad when my son was a lot older and out of the house. And I started seeing my talents behind the scenes uh, in the first business that I really liked um, the marketing aspect and all the you know systems and processes back end stuff and so I on the side started doing virtual assistant work for small businesses I didn't you know take any course to do that I just realized that I was pretty great with organization and project management and so eventually I closed the first business and I got certified as an online business manager and in doing that and working with coaches, as my clients, I, my coaches, uh, my clients were coaches in the online space. After again, about five years, six years, I was like, I really feel like I, I already was a coach. I just didn't say it out loud. I was a coach to my clients, a coach to all my friends. I've, I've done enough assessments now that I'm pretty much a coach by nature. Um, so it was time to just step out of the shadows and and move into a fuller expression of who I am meant to be. And, and I've been doing it for two years now. So that's the synopsis. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, it, it's evolved organically. It evolved over time. And yeah. I know that we talked a little bit about sort of evaluating that risk that every time you took a step, you had to weigh what you were sort of giving up in order to step into this new role. And you know, there was a, a saying, and David Nagel actually said this, and it's, you know, what are you willing to trade your old life for in your new life? And that something has to be given up in order to step into this new thing. And I know that that 
is a fear issue in a lot of cases that you're giving up the comfortable and the familiar for the uncomfortable, the unfamiliar, and the thing that may or may not work. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know you do some work with this, especially um, with women who are stuck and people who may not feel like they're confident enough to take that step. How do we evaluate kind of that internal risk dialogue? Yeah, I love that. I mean, you you pretty much nailed it there, Don. Like one thing I was looking at earlier today was a, a blog that I had written and it it's basically what does it mean when we say to ourselves just be realistic or just be logical that is the first step to living your life in self-imposed limitation so you know if we have this sense that we're meant to expand and grow because you know that is life force energy and we're all energy and we're we're here to expand just like everything else in nature when the fear and the ego kick in, that's not our true self. That's, you know, that's being the opposite of ourselves. And faith really has to come in here and knowing, even if we were to fail, and, you know, again, fail in quotes, there is no failing, there's only learning. So I've always kind of taken that approach. And that's what I want to help my clients with. That's what I do help my clients with is just helping them see that, you know, these are all perceptions that we are placing on things. It doesn't mean we're observing the situation accurately. I feel like I've kind of figured out for myself and I want to help other people understand that, yes, there's a risk, but what's the cost? What's the cost? You know, do you want to be in the same place a year from now sort of thing? That's interesting. So there's a perception of risk, maybe where there isn't any, and that could be fear talking where we're not making moves and we're not making steps because we're perceiving risk where maybe it isn't risk, right? So Mm -hmm. let's talk about the, uh, I guess, the relationship between risk and growth. When we feel resistance to uh, that scary, hard thing that you know, that that's a big sign that's telling us this is probably the best thing for us because we're on the precipice of growth. And so doing hard and scary things will yield the biggest results. I've seen it time and time again in myself and in clients and in pretty much anybody. Like you're not gonna grow by by being in fear. I mean, that that's pretty textbook. That's that's not profound or rocket science, but you're not going anywhere if you're going to stay small. And, you know, I, I have people in my family who have stayed in the same place forever. And I feel sad. I feel like that's, they're just existing. It's a loss for them. Sometimes I wonder if people don't realize they're in their comfort zone because they are kind of going through, you know, life in, in a way that is is just, I guess we would air quote it again and say normal, right? So entrepreneurs, people who um, break out of the regular mold of living life in the same way day in, day out, and they, they live life with different experiences. I, I think maybe we have a little more self-awareness of this idea that there's a, a different way of moving through life rather than being kind of comfortable. I know that it feels sometimes like there's a very small circle that's available to us of people who even have an awareness 
um, that it, it doesn't have to be, I guess, quote, that way day in, day out, and that there's something on the other side. And I, I do have to wonder a little bit about what your thoughts are going from working in spirituality, yoga, arts, creativity, to online business managers, coaches, people who do have a working business in that awareness, their clients do have an awareness of something more. And then working now as a coach and people searching versus the people that you are talking about that maybe aren't searching or don't realize there's something, you know, more, you know, what is separating maybe those types of people? Well, I I think, yeah, that whole self-awareness piece even comes down to being self-aware of what the mind and the ego are programmed to do. So, so many people don't even realize that, you know, your subconscious mind is what's pretty much in control and the subconscious mind, your emotions are kind of shining a spotlight on what your beliefs are. So if you can get past the non-aware, awareness, if, if there's some way that you can start lear- learning and understanding like, wow, okay, so I feel fear here, I feel resistance, but it's only my mind, my subconscious mind doing its job. You know, there are several areas, you know, you can talk about the reptilian brain, where it's keeping us trying to keep us safe um, from like, the prehistoric saber tooth tiger or whatever that that's, still doing its job when it comes into fight, flight, or freeze. But there is no danger or threat of going for your big dreams. But the the subconscious mind doesn't know that. It all feels the same. So becoming more aware of that, and you know, there are a lot of people that aren't aware and, and don't realize that's what's happening. And that's just the situation. And even the people who do have the awareness, like myself and like my clients and like most people still um, the great thing about self-awareness around that though. Now is that I can actually see when I'm doing it. You know, if I'm avoiding doing something, if I told myself I am going to stick to these habits, I'm going to be persistent, consistent, you know, until it, it happens, my, my mind will tell me, you know what, Lisa, that, you know, doesn't feel aligned. You want to be doing that from a place of, excitement and energy. And it really just feels like hard work. So maybe you shouldn't do it. (laughs) Um, But now I realize it doesn't matter in that moment. When that resistance comes up, your mind is trying to BS you and say that it's not aligned. Well, now I know that. Is it aligned with the bigger vision? Is it aligned with the end result that I want? Is it aligned with that ideal outcome? Well, yes, it is aligned with that. And so it's like that. um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the common denominator of success, but I think his name's Alan Gray. He talks about the difference between successful people and failures. I mean, again, I don't believe in the word failures. I don't think anything is actually a failure, but the difference is the people who find success are the ones who do tasks and things that the failure failing people don't want to do. And, you know, there's everybody you, when you're human, there's a lot of things you don't want to do, but that's going to be the differentiator between you getting to your end result or not is seeing that. Okay. I'm in resistance right now. What's going on here. And then doing it anyway. 
So it kind of sounds like that risk analysis has to be done against the big picture and not necessarily against like the intermediate step. Yes. Yes. Um, That is an interesting concept. That isn't something that I think has ever been discussed here before. And I haven't really taken a lot of time to think about is when you're laying out kind of like these big moves that you've taken, you know, every five years or so. And five years is a long time, but it really isn't a long time, I guess. So as you're making these moves and, and you're, you're making these risk analysis and these determinations and, and this goes for everybody listening in as well. It really, those need to be done against the bigger vision or the bigger picture and not what's right in front of you that you have to take action on to start moving in that direction. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I would say. And a lot of times, you know, the action, there's so many different actions that we have to take. It's like follow the breadcrumbs or like just keep throwing darts at the dartboard. It's not like every single move we make is going to strike gold, but we have to keep going. It's like, you know, this is another David Nagel thing, but the pot is never going to boil if you keep taking it on and off of the element. That, you know, metaphor for me is really important. We got to stick with those habits. And speaking about risk analysis, I saw a really great TED talk that Tim Ferriss, the author of The Four Hour Workweek, wrote. And it's amazing. He's all about, um, as opposed to goal setting, how about doing this fear setting? And it really is just, you know, asking yourself with the goal or the thing that you want to do, what's the worst thing that would happen? You know, think if you want to think catastrophic thoughts, go there. And then, you know, he drills down. Okay. So if that happened, then what would you do? And then if, if that happened, then what would you do? I, I've only seen it, you know, once or twice, but I, I highly recommend to your listeners just Googling on YouTube, Tim Ferriss and fear setting. It's a great talk. Yeah. I like that because really you run out of what could happen or what would you do? I, you end up at an end state where there isn't anything else that you could do. So it does make a lot of sense to go ahead and run that all the way to the end. Um, and then make some decisions that way too, as to whether or not that's something you want to undertake, you know, that particular line of thought or that line of action. So I do want to also talk to you about taking action in the face of fear. And, you know, I go back to the kind of the football analogy and I'm an attorney, right? So when I was taking evidence back in law school, they would tell you every piece of evidence doesn't have to score a touchdown, right? Every piece of evidence advances your case, maybe one yard or three yards. Then the other side will put up a piece of evidence and it might move the ball back another yard or three yards. But ultimately at the end of the day, it's your job to have enough evidence accumulate to score a touchdown and get points across to the jury kind of thing. And I always think about that when I think about taking action in business or anything else that Every action you take every day or everything you do is not going to score a touchdown. We might take some big swinging actions here and there, but ultimately it is the idea of just moving the ball and making that progress and things will come against you here and there, move you back a little bit, but it is up to you to stay in the game. Number one, stay on the field. Number two, and keep moving the ball. So what are your thoughts about taking action, you know, in the face of fear? Well, again, if you don't have self-awareness around what is happening when you do feel resistance or you want to procrastinate or defer, just knowing that staying consistent with persistence is the only thing that's going to get you 
um, to where you want to be. So it's like, how, how bad do you really want it? Everybody's going to feel fear. Look at the Olympic athletes and the training that they have to go through and the competition. And I'm sure they would feel fear, but they're doing it and they're, they're envisioning, you know, they're visualizing the end result. A lot of the time, you don't know how it's going to happen either. And a lot of the time, there's no evidence of any of it happening at all. But that, that quote that goes, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Right. So I don't know if that really answers your question about taking action in the face of fear, but I'm just like, how bad do you really want it? But it does, because again, this goes back to doing your risk analysis and making your decisions based on the larger vision rather than basically yeah. making the decision about what's right in front of you. And I think yeah. putting that perspective shift in the mind of people listening and in my mind, It'll make a difference, you know, when you're sitting there and making a decision, maybe today, take action or not, is, is this serving the bigger vision or the, the bigger desire uh, versus, you know, I don't want to take a lot of things we don't want to do. And yeah. you're right about that. That is a human condition that we just don't want to do it. And yeah. that's something that we need to decide to push through or not. And this gets to my kind of last question about if we do push through and have ourselves do something that serves the bigger vision, how does that align with this idea that you hear nowadays about, oh, you don't want to be in hustle, you want to be in flow, and you don't want to grind, and you don't want to push? I do want to address that, and I want to address it with a coach, because the coaching industry has come out and said, you shouldn't be grinding, and you shouldn't be hustling. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. Yeah. I, I totally feel that. And I, for the longest time was more on the side of self-care. Like I don't want stress. I, I left my career and that sort of thing so that I don't have stress. And so that whole hustle, I would, you know, there was a meme going around. I even remember putting it on my Instagram wall years ago, but hustle was crossed out and the word align was written over top. I feel now today there has to be a balance because obviously sleep, rest, uh, eating healthy, exercise, all of that is so important. And I feel it should come first because we always need to put the oxygen mask on first so that we can help you know, serve our, our family, our clients in the best way that we want to show up. But using that as sort of a, not a cop out, but letting the fear come in being able to differentiate. So there's got to be a balance. There, there, you do have to sort of have a focused hustle. And, and what that is, staying consistent, staying persistent, not giving up when you feel like nothing's happening, having that faith, also looking at the bigger vision and acting as if, how would our future self be in this moment. Make your decisions based on that future self, that future you at the point of your end result that you're aiming for. Like how would they approach this particular situation? So that helps me a lot too. Like is a future me going to, you know, sit back and and say, well, maybe I should just make <laughs> it, it, it there is just a definitely a balance because yeah. sometimes it's okay to sit back and have a nice tea and say, you know, I've I've done a lot today. And I think you just have to take a gauge. So, you know, did I 
did I do my most important things for today? Great. Now I can have, I always try and make sure that I've got these habits where I get them the hardest things done before like 930 in the morning. That makes so much sense. And, you know, it's so funny because the pendulum does seem to always swing one way and then it swings the other way. And, and there always ends up these extremes. And that's what you see on social media. <laughs> right. You see yeah. these extremes on there where everyone's like, it's not hustle and grind. It's it's a line and flow. And, you know, I can tell you from now going into my 12th year of entrepreneurship, I think it is, it, it is literally, in my opinion, a combination of both. There are yeah. days where you yeah. do have to make that extra phone call. You need to yeah. Get yourself, you know, you, you almost need to force yourself yeah. to do things because you yeah. don't want to, yeah. but it's good for you in the business. And then at the same time, there are days where you're like, yeah, today's just a, you know, I'm going to stay in bed and watch HGTV today. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Like mental health days are super important. You know, we're not doing this to cultivate burnout. So it really is that balance. And I think the longer we're in it, like, cause I'm, same as you, uh, 12 years in entrepreneurship. I think the longer we're in it, we start to really, that picking up the phone, even when we don't feel like it afterwards, we're like, damn, I'm, I'm so glad I did that. Look, it, it shifted the needle, you know, as opposed to putting it off. So Lisa, if people want to learn more about you, your coaching business, how to get in touch with you, you know, how to read your newsletters and things, how can they reach you? Okay. So my website is my name, Lisa Kelly dot life because my business is called life unlimited i like the the end dot life and that's the same handle that i have on instagram lisa kelly dot life um, i'm really big into vision boards and big dreams so my instagram profile is chuck a block of full um pretty pictures and fantasy and impossible type goals again they're not impossible but um, i just like making that profile look pretty so those are the two main places. I've got freebies and downloads and lots of good stuff that people can check out. Fantastic. Thank you. We are going to put all of that down inside the show notes. So you will be able to reach Lisa. You will be able to download all her goodies and you'll be able to follow her on Instagram, which I suggest you do. She's got some great stuff on there. So Lisa, thank you so much for coming on today and tackling this topic, which, you know, like I said in the very beginning, we talk about it, but do we really talk about it? seems like sometimes we kind of gloss over this thing that I think sometimes we wake up in the morning as entrepreneurs and it's like, you know, am I doing the right thing today is a question that, that really comes in our minds a lot. And I'm really glad we had a chance to discuss that. So thank you so much for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, John, for having me. It was a pleasure to chat about this stuff. All right. I will talk to everyone next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.